Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this encourages you and inspires you to grow in your faith with God and help you move forward in life. Here is today's message. Hi everyone, my name's Tim, one of the Overflow leaders, and we're continuing our series on prayer. And today it's it's my honor and privilege also to have a, on with us a friend, also an NRL player, Josh LOA. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you again. And I will say congrats to you and your wife on your, your son, Uriah. Yeah, thank you. No, he's good. He's keeping me up and stuff like that. That's why I look uh, homeless at the moment. <laughs> but um, no, loving that. It's good. Pretty blessed. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so as we've been covering um, some uh, stuff on prayer, and today we're looking at persistent prayer, which is covered in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, which says that men ought to pray and not lose heart. And the goal of today's uh, chat is just to explore that topic of praying and not giving up and um, hopefully come away inspired, challenged, but also some, with some tips on how to um, incorporate it into our life. And it's awesome to have a friend, but also someone who's seen it work in their own life, Josh. Uh, so I have a few questions, Josh, if you don't mind uh, sharing a bit of your story with, with people watching. Uh, so firstly, is um, when did you first become a Christian? Uh, I was actually on one of the uh, Church Unlimited youth camps. That's when I, um, I can say my life probably, um, well, God found me and I found God kind of thing. Um, kind of come into relationship with God at a, um, at a youth camp. And um, that was when me and you kind of, uh, I guess you'd say met, me and your brother Rod uh, started to become pretty close as well. So that was like nearly, what, 10 years ago now, eh? Yeah, so, so quite a long time, but uh, yeah, I remember it. Now with you guys and, and the church and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. Was anything um, in particular when you, you know, when you met God, um, like, how did like Jesus reveal himself to you? What kind of, I guess, something that was special or stood out to you? Because obviously, you know, how people meet God is, is different for everyone. Uh, same God, mm. same Jesus. But how did he sort of reach you where you were? Oh, I well, guess like that night, like I, I didn't know you, remember Tim? I thought you were like, um, you're a weirdo. But, um, <laughs> you probably still do, right? But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're still a weirdo. No. <laughs> um, no, I remember being at the back of the um, at the the worship in the back of the hall when we we were doing worship and stuff like that. And then God gave you a word for me, um, and you came over and shared it with me, and it pretty much broke me into a million pieces. And um, it was just a word that was like exactly spoken to what me and my family were going through at that time. And then. Um, I kind of then I walked into the to my cabin and spent some time with God and then I think the thing that I noticed right away is like God kind of gave me a little bit of a, a love for his word um, that's when I started reading my Bible that's when I started praying more and uh, kind of his word kind of taught me how to pray as well so that's kind of um, how it happened really it's uh, so powerful, Josh. As you remember. Um, yeah, I do remember. I remember it like I remember it very well. I um, wasn't sure if we're going to cover it here uh, today, mm. but yeah, I think just from my own experience that night, you know, God really laid on my heart something for you. And it wasn't me just trying to talk to you. It was really, I knew it was from God. And I remember just crying because yeah. I knew it was God's heart. And um, that's the thing I think about Jesus is that he is an individual. So he's so personable to every person. He meets them right where they're at. And 
look at this 10 years later, we're still talking about it and it's so meaningful to both of us. Yeah, but not only that, it was just it was super specific for what I was going through. Like I knew like, I, I kind of, without understanding, I bypassed that um, you were giving me the word, but I felt like it was like directly from God, like exactly what you said, exactly the scripture you gave me, um, which I've never actually forgotten since the time you've told me, like it's been kind of engraved in my mind ever since. Um, it was just very specific. It was like, it was definitely a God moment. Like there's, there's no um, arguing it. Yeah. Wow. So, so cool. I think those, you know, those times we meet with God are forever, like you say, they're on our minds forever, on our hearts and something like I guess to guide us for the rest of our lives. And I guess when you're, you know, beginning your walk with God, was there uh, maybe people that are around you that sort of inspired you or, or introduced you to prayer? Like, I guess like, as you know, now a father, you, obviously your son is now going to be watching everything you do and, and he's going to learn so much from just the way you live your life. Was there people around you that you sort of watched how they pray or brought prayer into your life? Yeah, that was kind of the good thing about getting connected in church. Like, uh, I wasn't shy on good coordinator um, at the time to have good good uh, men that loved God and prayed and with prayer warriors around me. Um, and then for, like, young girls, it's important that they have good women that love God, that are prayer warriors around them as well. Um, yeah, so I wasn't shy on um, having good role models around me. Like, I had good, um, I had good uh, friends and leaders, like, um like I, I became pretty close with you straight away um especially your brother rod who i'm sitting here in australia with now and he's sitting on my couch <laughs> he invited himself over i don't know why <laughs> um yeah but like since all that happened like um that's something i'm really thankful for is that i've had really good um kind of male role models and um good men in the faith that I can kind of look to and kind of like when, I, when I'm slipping and stuff to kind of set me back on track, which is, is natural. And, um, obviously, um, lucky I've been perfect ever since I got saved. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> to help me with that uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, it's just, I, I really feel like that's a big one, especially for me. Like it's just, having good um, good men around me that really love God and that are in prayer, that can pray for me um, and, and help me when I'm kind of um, slipping in a way, yeah. So I guess um, yeah. kind of with prayer and like you've, you said like you had great role models and like how do you still inspire yourself to like keep praying, keep chasing after God? What are some sort of things you, you find helpful to do? Um, in your life? The, I reckon the, the two reasons why I am where I am and um, all these good things is obviously overall it's only because of God's grace and nothing because of me. And like, I do understand that for sure. And then like the two foundations of everything I do is kind of like the way I see it is, is prayer and hard work. It's just hard work and, and prayer. Like they go hand to hand. Um, What's a, there's an Ecclesiastes that comes to mind now. I didn't think about it until now. It says like if um, um, God's not the builder, the labor is labor in vain or something like that. Is that Ecclesiastes or is yes, that Yes, and it's, it's funny. You mentioned this. Like my not. Verse. It's in Psalm 127 uh, verses oh, 1 yeah. to 2. Uh, yeah, it's a powerful verse. 
yeah, pretty much the whole passage, like, um, if I'm right, is just like without God's intervention, like anything, any of our efforts, any of our labor, any of anything we put our hand to without God's intervention, that's in vain. Uh, would you would you agree that's pretty much what it's talking about? Yeah. Psalms 127? Yeah, it is. Because, you know, it was written by Solomon who built the temple of God. So he had something that was like supernatural. You know, mm -hmm. God wanted a house to be made for, for him and amongst his people. But also people had to build it. And like you say, that takes a lot of mm -hmm. hard work, a lot of focus, using the best of our skills and ability. And yeah, like you say, it sums it up, um, prayer and hard work. Yeah, so yeah, that's... That's a verse that, like, when I talk about this stuff, kind of comes to mind, like, um, especially in, in my field, like what I do, um, just, like, having to work extremely hard all the time, um, physically for football, but then, like, um, your walk's hard work sometimes, too. Like, it's it's hard because you don't always feel like reading your Bible. You don't... Um, sometimes everything in you doesn't want to stay on track with God. Like, that's just the truth. Um and it's hard work sometimes. So, um, yeah, I feel like just the, the foundations of prayer and hard work is just, uh, it's real important. Like, I feel like I've had so much good people pray for me, alongside me, with me, um, to Bamrel, by my, people like my, my brothers or my mom or my friends or my leaders. Like, I really feel like, God's really honored so many people's prayers, not just my own, and that's why I am where I am. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the truth, yeah. Right, so sort of transitioning now, um, as you mentioned, you're playing in the NRL. Uh, when did you start playing, playing rugby league? Oh, uh, rugby league? Um, like, oh, no, I was like seven or something like that. I was playing for the Glenora Bears, West Auckland. Yeah, <laughs> Glen Eden. Um, Played a little bit of rugby league for Calston as well. Um, yeah, so just a, just a normal West Auckland kid, really. At, at the same mm. time, were you wanting to play in the NRL or was it just that came later? Uh, I think that came a little bit later. I think it came just a little while before um, that youth camp that we spoke about where I kind of was finding God and stuff like that and kind of trying to wonder what God wanted me to do and the football was what he wanted me to do and he really started opening doors and answering prayer and there's a lot of supernatural things that are happening that were happening at that time that um kind of opened doors to where i am now yeah and sort of how did you find that prayer played a role you know in your teenage years when you were tr transitioning into being a professional football player yeah, not just um, transitioning into becoming a professional football player, but trying to transition into being a, a good man. Um, a lot of, um, because I'm dumb, a lot of my learning was by trial and error, and a lot of error. <laughs> so um, I'm thankful that, like, um, like I, I really did spend a lot of time in prayer throughout, like, my teenage years and leading up to me coming into... Um, Australia I spent a lot of time in the word um, trying to prepare myself spiritually to move to Australia as well because I didn't know exactly what um, was waiting for me on this side um, yeah I think like I said before I had some good people leading me like me and Rod would have spent a lot of time in things like the prayer room together or um, prayer meetings or just spending time um, doing devotions together um, 
Yeah, just in terms of prayer, like leading up to me moving to Australia, I feel like um, that's one of the times where my prayer life's been like really incredibly strong. Yeah. All right, so I've got a, um, um, a quote that I, I read while I was uh, preparing for the interview, uh, something I saw online, which is pretty cool. Uh, it says, a big part of what I'm trying to do now is incorporate my faith into my footy. A lot of people don't understand how that works, but it works awesome for me. God has given me a gift, so I'm trying to use it for rugby league and glorify his name. So how do you um, incorporate you know, your faith in Jesus into your football? Um, oh, so like one of the more obvious ones is like my forearms always got um, Jesus written on it in big bold writing. Um, for me, that's a reminder that um, I'm only in the NRL because of him, um, and I'm only there for him as well. So like um, anything else is a is a is a bonus, but he's the only reason I'm in the NRL. He's the only reason I made this far. He's the only reason. Um, doors have opened and closed to allow me to be here. So, um, and that way, trying to um, just trying to be a, a bit of a banner for him when I'm out there playing, but then also like relationally, trying to trying to be a good role model in my relationships or share share the gospel with people, um, which I actually want to do a lot better, um, and I want to do a lot more. And I actually do like even as we're speaking about it, I, I do feel convicted that I want to do that a lot more. Um, sharing the gospel with different people um, in the footy circles and uh, there has been some really good times though where, where I have and people have come around a lot of our football boys have given their lives and started attending church and that's that's real cool mm. so yeah just yeah just trying to use my platform for for him and I want to do that a lot more that's, that's so good Josh because sometimes I see um, after the game you guys are sort of in a it's like a kneeling down, um, praying together. Is is that so? It's like you yeah. guys have different faiths coming together. Yeah, most uh, mostly Christian, eh? Mostly Christian. Um, but yeah, we try and um, take the time out to just um, give thanks at the end of the game. Sometimes when we can. Um, yeah, there's there's a few boys, a uh, few Christian boys scattered across the NRL. So I'm um, just taking the time to do it after the game is a good thing, I reckon. Yeah, that's good. Um, just thinking about well, off the field. I know you're involved with Feel the Magic charity and uh, all the mm. other community things you're doing. How do you sort of add? I guess as you say, Jesus is the reason you're doing everything you are doing. How do you also bring that into the other things you're involved with? Well, so usually if people ask me to speak about my journey, then um, they have to sit there and listen to me talk about Jesus because <laughs> they ask. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, because he is a big part of my journey, um, if, I, if they want to know about my story, then I will share about um, what Jesus has done in my life. So, that's pretty good. They get stuck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for a few of the magic, um, they're a charity that supports um, kids that have lost uh, parents or siblings and stuff and help, help um, young kids with the grieving process. So uh, I'm a uh, I'm a charity ambassador for them and try to do a little bit of stuff for them, for them which I'm pretty passionate about. Um, yeah, it's, it's a especially it's a especially good time to um, 
to uh, incorporate faith. Oh, I've been able to pray for for a few different kids as well on on kids camps and stuff like that. Kids that have lost um, fathers or mothers or brothers and sisters. Mm. So that's that's pretty cool being able to pray for those kids that are in the grieving process. Yeah. What I love about that, Josh, is that something you mentioned at the start is that you know you encountered God at a camp, you know, in a powerful way, mm. and now all these years later, you're now impacting kids at camps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the life of Jesus. Just cool. yeah. I don't think about that. Yeah. Uh, so, just something to um, finish off with, Josh, is um, for those who are, who are watching, listening, any tips? You know, you, you've you been in the you know, Christian world quite a while now, and like you say, there's ups, there's downs, but any tips of sort of for the prayer life? How do people stay uh, persistent? How, do, like, as you see, prayer and hard work, what are some um, things that help yeah. you continue in this way? I think like for me, when, when I'm walking in good relationship with God, it's because uh, I'm in my word daily and I'm in prayer daily. When I can see that like I'm not reading my word as much and I'm not praying as much, you can quickly see the decline and the separation between your relationship with God. So mm. there's such a huge relationship between being in your word and being in prayer and how your walk is with, with God. If you ever feel like your walk isn't where it's supposed to be, you should probably just take a look at your prayer life and take a look at um, your your time in the Word. And that'll, nine times out of ten, be the answer to kind of the rut that you're in. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the main thing for me is uh, trying to, if you're far away or if you've slipped, then get back into prayer and get back into the Word. If you're in your Word and in prayer, do it more. Stay in it. Um, it's uh, it's always been a big tell for me when I've been closer to God or further from God it's usually directly related to how much I'm in my word or how much I'm in prayer so yeah sweet thanks so much Josh for joining us uh, today and yeah, I re really appreciate all your insight and uh, making yourself available for us thanks so much uh, thanks Steve Tim thank you thanks for having me no worries thanks <laughs>